3: This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk.
4: Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Now a clear sky and 29 degrees. KNSS Breaking News. Police are investigating two apparent overdose deaths. In South Wichita Sunday, officers were dispatched to an encampment in the 2900 block of South Washington near the John Mack Bridge. 20-year-old Stevie Metz, a female, and a 35-year-old male were pronounced dead on the scene. A 25-year-old male and a 41-year-old female were also located nearby unresponsive and unconscious. They were transported to a local hospital in grave condition. The investigation is still in its preliminary stages, however, Police believe this to be a case of fentanyl poisoning. Firefighters battled a house fire Sunday evening in the 200 block of South Euclid in southwest Wichita. First responders tweeted that heavy fire was visible from the back of the residence. Neighbors reported hearing explosions. A grill with a propane tank was found in the back. No injuries reported. Power was knocked out in the area temporarily. One person is dead after a Saturday evening crash in central Wichita. It happened on westbound Kellogg near Hydraulic after a single vehicle left the roadway and crashed. The victim's name has not been released. A wrong-way crash in Harvey County killed one person and injured another.
1: The accident happened just after midnight Sunday on southbound I-135, about a half mile south of U.S. 50 at milepost 29.3. The Kansas Highway Patrol says a vehicle driven by 45-year-old Jeremy Sagerty of Wichita was traveling northbound in the southbound lanes. He crashed head-on into another vehicle driven by 50-year-old Christian Walker of San Francisco, California. Saggerty died at the scene while Walker suffered minor injuries. The KHP is investigating why Saggerty was driving the wrong way. Rodney Price, KNSS News.
4: A 16-year-old boy died in an ATV crash near Marion Saturday night. A two-vehicle crash in Marion County Friday afternoon claimed the lives of three people. Two people were extricated from a small plane early today in Maryland several hours after they crashed into power lines, causing widespread outages in the surrounding county. Montgomery County Fire Chief Scott Goldstein said the plane was secured to the tower at 12.16 a.m. and the first occupant was removed from the plane at 12.25 a.m. The second document was out at 12.36 a.m. said both men suffered serious injuries from the crash and that hypothermia was also an issue. Both men were transported to local trauma centers with non-life-threatening injuries. More shopping deals today. It's Cyber Monday.
5: This year, retailers started their holiday sales, including online, as early as October, though Cyber Monday is when some companies offer deep discounts on electronics. Research firm Adobe Analytics says last year, consumers spent $10.7 billion on Cyber Monday with toys, video games, and electronics among the top-selling categories. Adam Levin, founder of Cyber Scout, says it's also a big day for scammers. Look at your bills. Look at your receipts. Seats and make absolutely sure that everything you thought you bought, you actually bought. Consumer Reports recommends you use apps to track prices and stick to a budget. Ginny Coselda, Fox News.
4: President Biden is back on the road this week as Congress returns for a lame duck session. A new
2: semiconductor plant in Michigan will host President Biden this week as the administration touts progress from investments resulting from the CHIPS Act. That legislation included $53 billion for U.S. manufacturers to boost computer chip production. The president has visited semiconductor sites in Ohio and New York. Thursday, the president hosts the first state dinner of the Biden presidency in honor of visiting French President Emmanuel Macron. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News.
4: KNSS News Time now, 6.04, four minutes past six o'clock. Stephen, 10 in the morning, KNSS. 6.10 now, 10 minutes past 6 o'clock. Six Arizona counties will decide today whether to certify the 2022 election results. Some Republicans are pushing officials not to officially approve a vote count that had Democrats winning for U.S. Senate, governor, and other statewide races. Election results have largely been certified without issue in jurisdictions across the country. That's not been the case in Arizona. As the investigation into the murders of four University of Idaho students continues, new evidence about the case is revealed. Fox's Dan Springer reports from Moscow, Idaho.
2: Moscow police continue to keep a very tight lid on information probably actually a good sign that they are still making progress and able to chase down promising leads if they get to a point where those leads dry up and everything is hitting a dead end that's when they would release more of what they know in hopes that that will generate the tip that would break the case still the lack of new information is tough on the families of the victims the father of kaylee gonsalves was on Fox News with Lawrence Jones. He says he hired a private investigator and was told by the police not to release what the PI learned.
4: Students are being given the option to finish the semester online. For those who return, there will be a candlelight vigil November 30th. Recently, uh, recent deadly mass shootings have once again brought to the forefront questions on access to guns and how it can
5: be regulated Tragedies in Virginia, Colorado, and other states have once again raised questions on who can get access to guns. Colorado Governor Jared Polis, a Democrat, says federal lawmakers must act.
1: We have universal background checks in Colorado. Some of our neighboring states don't even have background checks.
5: Republican Congressman James Comer, who may be the next House Oversight Committee chairman, says just passing more laws won't fix the issue.
3: We need to invest in more law enforcement, and again, we need to invest in in mental health.
5: Both were on NBC sees meet the press. Congressman Comer says he hopes gun crime can be addressed while protecting Second Amendment rights. gernal Scott,
4: Fox News. The post office's favorite holiday tradition is back.
5: Santa is going to be busy once again thanks to the United States Postal Service as Operation Santa is back operation Santa allows kids from anywhere in the country to write a letter to Santa asking for a gift adoptees pick the letter they like the most on the operation Santa website package up a gift and drop it off at the post office the gasoline prices the once again down we're now back down ideas, under three
6: dollars a gallon a two ninety six a gallon That's at the Rob low Spurgeon end today I spotted USPS, that
5: who says with economic issues like inflation the service at could Lincoln be in more and Hydraulic, hydraulic traffic year. update from Schmell, seven to K and
4: SS KNSS News Time now, 6-12, 12 minutes past 6 o'clock, here on this Monday morning.
6: That's that's right. We've got the gasoline prices continuing to drop out there. Uh, at the high end, maybe still 309 a gallon in some places. But at the low end, we've got gasoline prices down to 296 a gallon. That's what I'm seeing out there in a few places, including Lincoln and Hydraulic. Traffic update from ninety eight seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers,
4: and now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist oh, Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan.
1: Good morning. With a clear sky across South Central Kansas, it's going to be sunny and breezy today. Temperatures may reach fifty by noontime, fifty six later on this afternoon. Clouds will move in tonight, and not as cold. Our low forty-six. Do we briefly warm up tomorrow before temperatures fall behind a strong cold front into the thirties? I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now,
4: clear sky, south wind at eight miles per hour, twenty-nine degrees. Stephen Ten of the morning here on KNSS on this Monday morning, November twenty-eighth. at a partly cloudy, breezy day across central Kansas Sunday. Wichita's high temperature forty-nine degrees. Normal high fifty-two. On this date in 1952, Salina set their all-time record for low November, low for November, when the mercury plunged to five below zero. Good morning, Ted Woodward.
2: Hi, Steve McIntosh. (laughs) At
4: least it's not five below. In fact, not too bad this morning. No, just 29. About what it should be this time of year. Yeah. Not much wind, so we can stand it. On this date in 2001, Enron Corporation, once the world's largest energy trader, collapsed. After would-be rescuer Dynegy Inc. backed out of an 8.4 billion-dollar takeover deal, Enron filed for bankruptcy protection four days later. Remembering Enron in 2000, so many people had money in that company and just all went away. Just, uh, so many of their employees, that was their entire retirement yep. fund. Yep, was their Enron Gone. stock. Wee- ah. Thanksgiving travel rush is back on this year. People. Caught planes in numbers not seen in recent years, setting aside inflation concerns to reunite with loved ones and enjoy some normalcy after two holiday seasons marked by COVID nineteen. I went nowhere. How about you, Ted? You didn't go anywhere either, right? Nope, stayed right here. I think Jed stayed close to home. Changing I habits, had soccer games, and yeah. Taco Bell giveaways. I had A lot to do. Had time to go away. Changing habits around work and play. However, might spread out the crowds, and reduce the usual amount of holiday travel stress. Experts say many people will start holiday trips early or return later than normal because they will spend a few days working remotely. Busiest travel days during Thanksgiving week are usually Tuesday, Wednesday, and the Sunday after, which would have been, what, yesterday, after the holiday. The Federal Aviation Administration estimated that yesterday was the busiest travel day with roughly 48,000 scheduled flights. Woo! Man. Would not like to be flying yesterday. <laughs> All but right, me either. <laughs> All right, Ted, we're back in the house. Got a lot to, we can talk about what, what, what's been in the past, what's happened over the past week or so. But uh, one of the things we had last night, we decorated, my daughter uh, and her family decorated their Christmas tree. Very nice. It's a big tradition. All four of the grandkids were there. Uh, and she doles out the. The ornaments, one by one, with a story. My daughter with a story on each one. Oh my! And there's there's something. Everything they've got, there's a little story behind it. So, it took a while. Fortunately, she had the Chiefs game up there, so I, with the muted with the corner of my eye, I could watch what the Chiefs were doing, and provide my own running commentary. I did my Mitch Ulta's impersonation. It's a fun evening. We we went out for some Papa Murphy's pizza, which is always pretty good. Look at you guys. Yeah, it's a it's a festive Sunday. Lot going on. Lot going on. And uh, we'll talk about it, whatever you want to, you know, whatever's been going on the last week, you and you and Jad doing the show. I hope no uh, Ubu's that I know
2: about anyway. Yeah. After a week off, you're back. You haven't been uh, here since the 18th. That's right. So I got to, I got to relearn how to, I got to be retrained again. Yes. <laughs> Learn how
4: to do this again.
2: jad has been diligently getting you back up to speed. Yeah. Just a quick
4: mention about uh, Taco, uh, Christmas, uh, Taco Bell Christmas crash cash. I uh, I did one last Friday, and you did one last Friday. Yeah, yours was where out west Central and Tyler for KFH. Yeah, Central and Tyler, and mine for KNSS was Central and Edgemoor, right near your house. My uh, manager there was a, guy, a fellow named Andre, and I think I have the lady's name that did I gave the money to, but I don't have it in front of me. But they're so pleased to get ninety eight dollars in cash on KFH's case, how much
2: is for KFH? Hundred, hundred thirty, hundred twenty four dollars, twenty four. So. And we'll be doing it again this week. Yeah, another one coming up on Friday. There we go. Well, Do you know where
4: you'll be on Friday? Uh, um, I think I'm in South Seneca. Okay. I think i in South Seneca. You, where are you going to be? I, I have no idea. All right. I haven't looked it up yet. you have to look it up. 618 now, Steve at 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And it's time for leadoff sports here on a Monday morning. We have Kansas City Chiefs football to talk about today. Right? Yep, yeah. okay.
2: You were talking about the Chiefs game
6: yeah. yesterday, the
2: Chiefs. At home, hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Last home game for the Chiefs until Christmas Eve. Three straight on the road coming up. So, Arrowhead Stadium fans were happy to have the Chiefs at home. It wasn't the greatest win ever for the Chiefs. They weren't super efficient. A lot of time settling for field goals instead of touchdowns. But the points add up and Chiefs walk away with a win when they needed it. And, of course, the uh, Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey matchup is uh, still in good form for the Chiefs. Mitch Holtus had the call of the game. You heard it all right here yesterday afternoon on KNSS. Holmes in the
3: shotgun at the left hash mark. In motion, Jody Fortson right to left. Fake hand up to Pacheco. Backing up further is Mahomes. Guns it over the middle. Caught. 20-yard line in the 15-yard line. Angling near side with the block. 10-5. Kelsey stretches out for the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. 39-yard touchdown. Deep middle and a great run after the catch by the best tight end in National Football League history.
2: Chiefs only found the end zone twice yesterday. They probably feel like they left some points out there on the field. Still got a 16-point win over the Rams, 26-10. 20 seconds to go in the game. Chiefs
3: lead by 16. Third down and seven for Perkins. All kinds of time, and a catch is made on the near side, and using that time to get a gain up to the 46 and a 13-yard pickup was Bryson Hopkins. Rams going without a huddle. They got one more snap here. They're out of timeouts, but the clock's going to wind down, and that's going to be it. And the Kansas City Chiefs have beaten the Los Angeles Rams by a score of 26 to 10. And for the Chiefs, a 15th straight win over an NFC team. But most importantly, the most important part of this game Patrick Mahomes gets his 59th victory in his first 75 games. That is an all time National Football League record for the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. 59 and 15. He gets it done in his 74th game. And think about all the quarterbacks have played in this league. Patrick Mahomes, the best with 59 wins in his first 75 games. 26 to 10, the Chiefs are the victors.
2: How about that? Pretty good stuff. Chiefs have won 26 games in a row in the months now of November and December. Longest streak in the NFL. Longest streak in the NFL during a two-month span since 1950. Uh-huh. Pretty good. Yeah. After the game, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid says, "Hey, the Rams played pretty good defense."
7: They did, listen, they did a good job. We're not, you know, we're not playing a JV team. That, that defense is one top-10 defense. So I mean, you know, it's not like uh, they're they're no good. So uh, they did a nice job against us, and uh, um, you know, that's that's all part of it. But in between. Uh, red zones there, we sure move the ball well, but a lot of good things happen there.
2: Chiefs get the win, they're fifth in a row. They are still atop the AFC. Some other action yesterday the New York Jets win at home. They beat the Bears 31 10. Starting at corner on the defense for the Jets, former Kansas State Wildcat DJ Reed. He had six tackles and he played all 57 snaps on defense. Starting on the defensive line for the Jets, Nate Shepard from Fort Hayes State. He had four tackles, including a half sack. Hey, if the playoffs started today, the, the Jets would be in. The Jets are in the number seven spot right now in the About conference. Yeah. Trying to secure a playoff spot. And tonight, we'll talk uh, basketball. we got some basketball tonight over on KFH. We start out with the weekly edition of the WSU Women's Basketball Coaches Show with head coach Keith Adams at 5 p.m. And that's on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. After that, the WSU men's basketball coaches show with head coach Isaac Brown at 6 o'clock. Both the Shocker men and women coming off victories on the weekend. And then after that, it's third-ranked Kansas hosting Texas Southern in Lawrence. KU is 6-1 on the season. Fan duel has KU as a 22.5-point favorite coming into this one. That'll be at 7 o'clock. KU basketball tonight over on KFH. And that's sports with Steven Ted.
4: Seven six twenty two now. Stephen Ten in the morning here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta coming up, and he's going to be talking about more good news for coffee drinkers. That's on the way. Stephen Ten in the morning here on KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward. 630 on a Monday morning, 29 degrees. A two-vehicle crash in Marion County Friday afternoon claimed the lives of three people.
1: It happened just before 1.30 p.m. when a minivan traveling north on K-256 pulled out in front of a car traveling west on U.S. 56, just west of Marion. The car struck the minivan on the passenger side, and both vehicles came to rest in the north ditch. The crash killed the minivan's driver, 52-year-old Charlotte Cole of Mound Ridge, and a passenger, 19-year-old Jessica Schmidt from Fruitland, Idaho. The third fatality, 85-year-old Wanda Richmond of Marion, was a passenger in the westbound car. That car's driver, 36-year-old Rebecca Young from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, suffered a non-life-threatening injury. A second passenger, 58-year-old Ramona Richmond from Salina, was seriously injured. Rodney Price, KNSS News.
2: And a 16-year-old boy died in an ATV crash near Marion. That was Saturday night. Kansas Highway Patrol says Seth Mater of Hillsboro was driving the ATV about two miles southeast of Marion. He failed to turn on a curve in the road and crashed, the ATV coming to rest in a ditch. The Kansas Highway Patrol says Mater was not wearing a helmet.
4: Authorities in southwest Kansas have a woman in custody and are searching for a 20-year-old man after their infant
3: apparently suffered an overdose from being exposed to fentanyl. The Finney County Sheriff's Office said 21-year-old Johanna Martinez was booked for two counts of aggravated child endangerment, marijuana distribution, fentanyl distribution, possession of THC, and drug paraphernalia. Carlos Rascon is also wanted in connection to the case. Deputies at EMS responded around 3 p.m. Tuesday to a residence on East Skyline Drive in Garden City An infant was reportedly choking, unresponsive, and not breathing. Upon arrival, deputies found the infant on the floor barely breathing. They also noticed drugs and drug paraphernalia in the home and the smell of burnt marijuana in the air. The infant was taken to a local hospital and has since been released. Phil Hildebrand, KNSS News.
2: The Ukraine-Russia conflict continues. Though some parts of Ukraine have regained electrical power lost in the conflict, some have not. Fox's Jeff Paul reporting in Kyiv. The city continues to sit in the dark despite officials saying that most folks who call this region home now have their power back and a big part of the reason why is because they're trying to simply conserve as much energy as possible. That means turning off lights they think are unnecessary or telling folks to be prepared for some of these scheduled blackouts and on top of all that temperatures are just getting colder and colder throughout the key region. Several inches of rain fell as the temperatures hovered right around freezing and at some time times dipping below freezing. Millions right now throughout Ukraine are dealing with not only the lack of basic utilities at times, but it's really starting to feel like winter. Russia continued to shell the liberated city of Kurson, causing many residents there to leave.
4: The man accused of opening fire inside a supermarket in Buffalo, New York earlier this year, is expected to change his plea today.
8: Peyton Gendron was going to change his plea last week, but due to a heavy storm that impacted the Buffalo area, the court hearing was postponed. And today, Gendron is expected now to plead guilty. He's accused of 10 counts of murder, 10 counts of second-degree murder as a hate crime, three counts of attempted murder, and a state statute charging him with violating New York's domestic terrorism motivated by hate law. The penalty for the domestic terrorism charge is life in prison without the possibility of parole. Gendron not only live-streamed the attack at the time earlier this year, but his social media footprint revealed his racist ideology. He wrote that he wanted to target East Buffalo due to its large black population. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News.
4: Now let's take a look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan.
1: Good morning. With a clear sky, we have quiet weather here early on across Wichita and south-central Kansas. A nice warm-up expected this afternoon with an increasing south wind or high 56. Cloudy overnight, Charlo 46. Then a strong cold front barrels through tomorrow afternoon, sending temperatures diving into the 20s by tomorrow night with a chance of light snow. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday.
4: Now, clear sky, 29 degrees, and we have a south wind at 8 miles per hour. Today is uh, Monday, November 28th, 2022, on this date in 1942. Fire engulfed the Coconut Grove nightclub in Boston, killing 492 people in the deadliest nightclub blaze yep, ever. Terrible disaster. Cause of the rapidly spreading fire which began in the basement is in dispute. One theory is that a busboy accidentally ignited an artificial palm tree while using a lighted match to fix a light bulb. And, gosh,
2: 492 Four, people. Yeah, f- 500 people. Probably a very, very tight space. Must have been. With Must have been just crammed no exit access. Yeah. yeah.
4: No exits. Ugh. You know, when Army veteran Rich Fierro realized a gunman was spraying bullets inside the club where he had gathered with friends and family, instincts from his military training immediately kicked in. First, he ducked to avoid any potential incoming fire. Then he moved to try to disarm the shooter. Fierro is one of two people police credited with saving lives by subduing a 22 year old man armed with multiple firearms including an AR-15-style rifle who went on a shooting rampage Saturday night at a at Club Q, a well-known gathering place for LGBTQ community in Colorado Springs. Five people were killed, at least 17 wounded. Fiero was there with his daughter, her boyfriend, and several other friends to see a drag show and celebrate a birthday. He said it had been one of the group's most enjoyable nights. Suddenly, uh, That suddenly changed when the shots rang out. Cassie's boyfriend Raymond Green Vance was shot to death. So, military training kicked in, and he just went after the guy, and he and another person brought him down. How about that? Six thirty-six now. Stephen Ted, in the morning here on KNSS. Ted, had, I presume that you had a, a great Thanksgiving. Uh, probably some turkey and dressing, right? Did okay.
2: Yeah, I had a nice gathering with my family. Pretty low key, but it's good to be able to get together with them. Yeah,
4: everybody got home then. Good. How about you. you? Yeah, how about you, Jad? You, you you okay with your family? Oh, you know, I'm sorry, you're on the way. He's on the phone. Sorry, uh, I know. I know Jad had a good time. Whatever it was, it was turkey. Yeah, we had a uh, turkey dinner at uh, Jerry and my brother's and his wife's house. Jerry and Dorothy, and uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Then when later on, we had another gathering with some more some, more of the grandkids and had some turkey and some pie, pumpkin pie. Very oh, nice pie fan, pumpkin pie fan, but. We got these pies from Bronze the last two years. Pretty tasty, I have to admit. Pretty tasty.
6: How about it, Jad? You get enough turkey? Oh yeah, plenty. Plenty. It was <laughs> it was very funny. My brother, he, he said we got a rather large turkey this year. <laughs> I said how large, and he goes, "I didn't specify. I just wanted a big one." And they they came back with twenty seven pounder. Oh my! Oh, <laughs> that, wow. <laughs> That gets to be kind of expensive. You're feeding the National Guard. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were having trouble believing someone found a bird that good. big. Yeah, good <laughs> grief!
4: Yeah. It's a big turkey. Wow. Yeah,
6: I assume there were leftovers. Uh,
4: yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Were, there were a lot of leftovers. Dinosh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Six thirty-eight, Stephen, Ted, of the morning here on KNSS. It is time for our KNSS Commodities Update with Mr. Tom
7: Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, well, morning Stephen, Ted. Well, Friday, the live cattle and feeder cattle futures traded lower with four and five session lows being made, and they closed negative. Now, cash cattle trading volume out of our feed last week was good at over 80,000 head. It looks like the average cash price in Kansas will be about $154.75. The weekly beef carcass weights are running higher than the previous week and higher than a year ago. Lean hogs traded mixed Friday and closed negative. On the close Friday, February live cattle 30 cents lower at 155.12. Jan feeders were down 95 cents at 178.30. And February hogs 30 cents lower at 88.50. Now the wheat trade in closed two sided Friday with the largest losses being in the Kansas City and Chicago wheat both. The weekly export sales were okay that came out friday wednesday of this week is first notice day for december futures last week we saw march kansas city wheat lose 12 cents the march corn gained a penny january soybeans gained eight cents for the week now over the weekend there were protests and riots in china over their COVID restrictions and we've also seen the biden administration grant chevron permits to drill for oil in venezuela and ship it to the US. Both of these have a negative effects on the oil and the stock exchanges in the US. Right now, we're looking at March Kansas City wheat a half a penny higher at $9.12.5. March corn down two and three quarters at 6 dollars half. January soybeans down three and a quarter at $14.33. Those have all came well off their lows of the session overnight. January crude oil is down $2.28 at $74 even. December gold, $2.5 higher at $1,756.50. December S&P, 28.5 points lower at $4,004. December dollar index, $0.37 cents lower at $105.54. And December Dow Jones futures, 181 points lower at $34,175. For commodity trading or ag marketing advisory, contact Lefter Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866 TO tom Tom, we've, been, of course, Tom, been the reporting over the past few days that bird
4: flu has had an impact, is on impact on the turkey market and, uh, and the, price, and of the price, of price of turkeys. And now I understand now that bird flu is having a big, a big impact on chickens on chicken in Nebraska. What's going,
7: in Nebraska? What's going on? Well, there is a problem with that. Uh, the, the good news is it is not a health problem for anyone. There's nothing that, you know, transmits to humans. But it has cut into the supply of both turkeys and chickens. And we're getting reports out of Canada that they have discovered some cases up there now. So how was your uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, a
4: good one? Did, did you have a good,
7: good Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? Yeah, I, I considered it good. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for me. Man, a few words. Man, a few words. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Now, uh, was I, it? I just thought it was a pretty simple question. You know, I didn't have a 27-pound turkey, though well, there, there you go. Did you have a very I hear smoker? when you get one over 25 pounds, I have three legs. There you go. Yeah. You go. It should. It should.
4: <laughs> you know, we were poor when was I was growing up. Was we, couldn't growing up. we couldn't afford a turkey. My dad brought home a pigeon, with a, a pigeon with a goiter.
7: <laughs> okay, we all believe that. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
4: you, Tom. All right. Talk to me tomorrow. This is Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities This Morning. And it's a 6:41 now. Stephen Ten in the morning coming up. We got Don Graham, CFA, the Money Tracker on the way. Stephen Ten in the morning here on KNSS.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt.
1: Heya! And even
0: after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs>
4: Even 10 in the morning, KNSS, 646 here on a Monday morning. Three big things. Three. Football, Kansas City Chiefs, 26, L.A. Rams, 10. Two. Six people dead in holiday traffic in South Central Kansas. One. Cyber Monday sales expected to top $11 billion. Three big things, Steve and Ted on
6: KNSS. Traffic right now in the Wichita area. Well, we do have a stalled out vehicle. This is uh, southbound I 235. It's at the ramp to westbound K96 up in northwest Wichita. Uh, so you'll want to watch for a slowdown there. Traffic update 98 7 and 1330 KNSS brought to you by Joe DeBrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire located downtown at Market and Waterman. The online at carlstire.com, your home for complete car care
4: sunny and breezy today with a high of 56 degrees. Sunday's high was 49. Mostly cloudy tonight, the overnight low 45. Tuesday, sunny and breezy. Tomorrow's high, 56 degrees again. Now, a clear sky, and we have a south wind at eight miles per hour and 29 degrees. 647, Steve and Ted. The Monarch, featuring new merchandise with a wide variety of apparel, glassware, and gifts for the bourbon lover in your life. Yeah. Available for purchase at the Monarch, celebrating a decade in Delano at 579 West Douglas. The Monarch. Stephen Ted here on KNSS. It is Monday and just a little less than an hour from now, Mondays with the Mayor, Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple, will join us for our weekly update. Mondays with the Mayor with Stephen Ted. The uh, shares have skidded in Asia, with Hong Kong dipping as much as 4% following weekend protests in various cities over China's strict zero-COVID lockdowns. Now they're having protests in China. And I guess uh, some of the reports are the police are starting to rough up the protesters, as you would expect in China. U.S. futures were lower after a mixed-shortened session on Wall Street Friday. The Dow on Friday closed up up 153 points. S&P down one, the NASDAQ down 59. Nebraska, as we were talking with uh, with Tom Leffler just a moment ago, Nebraska agriculture officials say another 1.8 million chickens must be killed after bird flu was found on a farm. It's the latest sign that the outbreak has kept spreading after having already prompted a slaughter of more than 50 million birds nationwide. The Nebraska Department of Agriculture said Saturday the state's thirteenth case of bird flu was found on an egg laying farm in northeast Nebraska's Dixon County. All the chickens on the Nebraska farm are being killed to limit the spread of the disease. And as Tom said, anything like that has a little has an impact of some kind on the price of chickens. Sure. So there you go. Yep, the twenty-seven pound bird, is that right, Dad? Hmm. I don't know if I've ever heard of a twenty seven pound chicken. Well, I I hadn't before. This year, <laughs> I don't have any idea how much how big the chicken was. We or chicken the bird was we had at my sister in law's house, but it wasn't twenty seven pounds. i do think Then it was it, it brought up an interesting little story, and I'm sure you'll appreciate this, Ted. My wife went to great lengths to uh, buy cranberries at the store, right, and mix up this little uh, soup of cranberries and red things, red uh-huh. red, red fluid of some type. And so, so she and my dear sister-in-law, Dorothy, could have cranberries with their turkey. Okay, nice. An old an old, old tradition. And uh, so she put them on my plate while well, I wasn't looking. Charlie did. And I I said, oh, I'm a good sport. I'll, I'll taste it. And I took about one spoonful. and I said, oof,
2: that's enough of that. What's the problem?
4: Well, and then my wife started in. Well, when they were children, you know, it starts in with going into my life history and why I don't like cranberries. And I finally said, no, no, I'll tell you why I don't like cranberries. Because they taste awful. That's why. They stink. And that's kind of ended the conversation. So. Oh, okay. Not a big cranberry fan. How about you?
2: Um, <clears throat> you see, <throat> you have to add two cups of sugar to them to make them palatable. They see, they're, they're supposed, very
4: to, supposed to cut through some of the grease or something in your stomach.
2: Maybe. Right? I, mean, I mean, we've I done away with uh, cranberries at our Thanksgiving. Uh, Nobody would eat it. So <laughs> Why are we even making this?
4: It's a, it's a strange little fruit it's fine, or vegetable. It just,
2: there's so many the other things I want more. Yeah. It's, it's, squeezed, it's squeezed out.
4: So Like uh,
2: more whipped cream for the pie, right? Now, see, that's an issue worth talking
4: about. All right. It is uh, 6.51 now, Stephen 10 in the morning here on this Monday morning. We usually have Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker at this time of day, but uh, it uh, it appears that Don is... Possibly skating on us this morning.
2: I think he went to the Chiefs game last he night. He did. He and may still be in the parking lot at Arrowhead Stadium. I think he's still
4: at Arrowhead in the parking lot right now.
2: <laughs> trying to figure out which exit to take. Yeah. Sometimes that's not easy. He's probably got the only car in the parking lot. But Once you get on that Blue Ridge cutoff and <laughs> after sunset, <you're> like, where, <laughs> where am I?
4: Anything, anything could happen. Yep. He could he could wind up at Denny's. <laughs> Have an omelet right now. All right. Uh, 651 Stephen Titt. Today is... Cyber Monday. We've been talking about this. Internet's answer to Black Friday deals. The official observance takes place the Monday after Thanksgiving. Lots of great deals online, as well as in at local stores. And uh, my wife's already. I think she's already done a little Christmas shopping on the net. We've got a couple of things I bought at a store the other day for some people. I'm not going to go into detail because they might be listening. And I don't want. Oh, to don't give want away to give away. No, no spoilers. Bit. All right. I think we got Don Grant live from the Arrowhead parking lot this morning. Don Grant, is that uh, financial advisor really working for you? Hello, Don. Good morning, sir. Well,
5: (laughs) good morning, Steve and Ted and Jed. You know, a 2022 Northwestern Mutual study showed that 62% of working adults say that they need help with a solid financial plan, but just 35% of them work with a financial professional. Research from a 2020 Journal of Retirement study indicates that those who have a good advisor feel more at ease about their money and could end up with 15% more to spend in retirement. Is your advisor up to the job? He or she may not be if they exhibit some of the following traits. First of all, if they are not a fiduciary, they are not ethically bound to always act in your best interest. Conflicts of interests are to be avoided as part of their duty, so, they, they, so you may feel more confident with your advisor if they are a fiduciary. Does your advisor listen to you? If you're ready to jump off the ledge, sell it, and go to cash, they may use their market experience to talk you down. But they need to listen to your input and respect your input. Your advisor needs to listen to you about your tolerance for market volatility. And then, you know, at the most, then, (coughs) excuse me, I apologize, give you guidance for how much to invest within that realm. A successful advisor works hard. Their client base requires their constant attention. So they are busy. But if they're too busy to take your calls or to schedule a a periodic meeting, they may not be the right one for you. An an advisor who does not take the time to really get to know you may miss clues that could help her give you investment guidance that fits your situation. Work with advisors who really understand you, your lifestyle, and what keeps you up at night. They need to know that. If someone tries to help you invest your money without a thorough explanation of how you're investing it, It can leave you with a lingering question about the placement. Furthermore, when and if the investment dips in value, it may cause friction between you and your advisor because you don't understand how the investment has behaved in similar market conditions. Get the details of each placement and don't let your money be put to work without understanding. The, that investment. And Of course, if you have any questions, you can give me a call. If not, and make sure you ask for Don Grant at
4: um, 634-2222. So, Don, uh, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I'm presuming you did?
5: Yes, I actually had a couple of them. I was in California with my daughters for one and the big, the whole big family the week before and then, uh, then uh, just a couple of us got together, my daughters, and, and uh, enjoyed another one locally. So we got twice Twice the bang, you know. How was, no twenty seven pound turkeys though.
4: No, oh. how was the Chiefs game yesterday?
5: Chiefs game was was fun. I mean, it was it was fun to get up there and get back. That's why I'm calling in this morning because it was uh, we got in pretty late. But yeah. um, I mean, it was well. I mean, you probably saw it or a lot of people saw it. It, it. They they did well and they won, but it didn't seem like a really tremendously competitive game. So, All right. In that respect, it was you know fun but not great.
4: All right. Thank you, Don. We'll check with you again tomorrow at this time, six fifty-five. Stephen Ted coming up at seven o'clock. Top of the hour news this morning: a house damaged by fire in Southwest Wichita, and we'll update you on the shopping that continues with Cyber Monday. That's on the way. Stephen Ted, in the morning here on KNSS.
6: offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment Advisory Services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. An affiliate of Kestra IS. Fortis Advisors is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs>